0: In a world where this podcast is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity, one company has the courage to ask us not to read an ad. This fall, enjoy the show!
1: Hello and welcome to the Blurry Photos Podcast
0: hello Chicago's best podcast okay I gotta work on that it's like more more effort fine okay. the award song is a wicked progress <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. front. We've got we've got the better part of a year to figure it out, Flora. <laughs> yeah, we got uh-huh. plenty of time. We
1: got a whole country album to put together before that.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm Dave Stecco. I'm David Flora. Welcome. Welcome in. Welcome everybody.
0: Yes, and welcome to the uh the new sleek twenty seventeen floor model of the Blurry Photos podcast.
1: Yeah, you know we um we've taken some time off, as you may have noticed, and uh yep. we we've retooled a bit. Yeah. The engine's gonna run uh smoother from right. now on
0: <laughs> and you Don't know what it's, it. at, at this point you're probably uh, expecting some sort of andy kaufman-esque in- intro to interrupt what are clearly just the beginning of a podcast's announcements <laughs> 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 uh one of the things that we have changed around is actually we are now making the intros and the outros so yeah we're throwing all we are never gonna stop doing those because that's Part of the thing we enjoy doing, yeah. but we're going to start putting those at the back of the podcast instead of up at the front. So right. now we are fully mulleting this podcast. It
1: is business in the front all the way, <laughs> and one long waterfall of party in the
0: back. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so yeah. Henceforward. Uh, henceforth, because uh, we were thinking that over. We've got a couple of different reasons for doing it, but most importantly, we think maybe some of these jokes would be a little bit funnier with some context. And then uh, also for uh, new people coming into the podcast, it's a little less of a speed bump to try to yeah. figure out what the hell's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not good to introduce you to the podcast with a big old WTF at the top. So
0: Right, uh, but also, you know what? If you don't like the uh, the sketches, first of all, go f- yourself. Second of all, that's totally your right. It's still mostly America. Uh, we're still, it's still more than fifty percent America, and uh, and so you know we're just going to put that in a place where it is for everybody. So now where we used to hide secret tracks and stuff like that is where we are going to permanently store the uh, the sketches and the intros and in, which are now outros. Now ring. there you we, go, there you we go. got a pretty good one for tonight, as a matter of fact.
1: Oh yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna taste a lot better knowing what the what the menu. Is. <laughs> That's, is that is that how it works Dave or no nope? yeah maybe maybe seeing how the sausage is made is actually a good thing in this case How's exactly that
0: okay <laughs> uh, gonna, also uh let's see here uh moving on we also had uh so we did take a little bit of a break here Flora
1: <laughs> yeah sorry so, <laughs> it's all yours I'll, I'll spike this one for us Dave thanks um, so yeah we uh we apologize for having kind of an erratic schedule and um, um not having as many episodes as you're used to um i had uh, my my father passed away and i had to take some time be with family and you know just take some time off so i appreciate you sticking with us and um your your patience during this
0: Absolutely. Let me let me jump on this as well to say because I know that Flora won't. Uh, you know, so uh, your condolences are certainly appreciated, but certainly you know, but but not really necessary. Uh, I think we will assume that. So thank you so yeah, much not, for that. Not you know.
1: doing it to to like get pity a pity party or anything. I'm just letting right. you know because we're a family here and um, just let exactly. you know what's, what's going on and why why it's out of the blue kind of thing. So so that's that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, our condolences to, to you and your family, Flora, and I know Thank that you. you guys have been getting that taken care of. Uh, moving on as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> uh, we got some other uh, fun announcements. So, uh, so our next big uh, live cast event we are currently planning for right Patreon. now uh, for the uh, Patreon backers at the Jack Slap level or above. Uh, we have not yet determined an exact date for it, but we are definitely going to be doing uh, Campfire Stories live around an actual campfire telling actual stories. That's right. Oh, okay. I don't, don't, they might not be actual stories <laughs> in a literary sense. I don't know. We haven't picked those yet, but uh, so yeah, that's what our next thing is going to be. Uh, I'll definitely be drinking. I'll definitely be drinking less than last time. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is we're going to do the uh, live recording of our campfire stories and then uh, edit that portion into our uh, 2017 summer campfire stories episode so yep uh, yeah so we'll get to to do all that all together at once
1: yeah it'll be it'll be a great time we're gonna we're gonna live stream it so please uh, if you would like to uh, watch then sign up to patreon before the end of July so that you can get in on August's uh, live stream it'll be it'll be in the midland to end of of August we're thinking. We we don't right. like we said we don't have the date picked, but we'll let you know as soon as we figure it out. And yeah, we're gonna stream a lot li- the live campsite, which is Dave's backyard. But yep. um, it's it's gonna be spoopy, and we're gonna we're gonna tell the stories. We're gonna do some drinking. There'll be adventures. Yeah, we'll record it as we're streaming, so that then um, it will be in an episode, and uh, it
0: should be a ton of fun.
1: I yeah, I mean, I, it, it, if anything, it'll be a, a fun experiment.
0: Exactly. And uh, going a little bit forward, I know that that's not a ton of uh, uh, of warning as far as that, but we'll also be having uh, subsequently, and I think that'll probably be in September, maybe October, probably September, because October, as we both know, will be pretty busy. Uh, <laughs> the uh, We've discussed this, the Dave Cathalon, which will be <laughs> a, uh, a pretty thorough semi-athletic event. Uh, Flora and I will uh, be throwing knives. We'll be playing Chunky, both the spear and bow version.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Throwing axes.
0: Throwing axes. Throwing knives. Probably shooting a crossbow. The, the crossbow will come into play, I think i again, this is gonna be sort of a backyard thing, so even the <laughs> bow's kinda pushing it for neighbors I don't know true. I don't know how far we'll get to push this without getting in real trouble true um but uh tons of options there. I know that I have already spoken to uh Dr. Maggie about that she's real excited about it, uh and so we'll we're gonna get that rolling as well, so lots of fun stuff for the live cast coming up as well, so yeah, uh stuff
1: planned. Yeah. And uh, lots of other irons in the fire and such. Uh, also, real quick, if you haven't done so yet, please go over to podcastawards.com and uh, sign up on there to nominate us in the science category. And if you're feeling froggy, for the people's choice category. Yeah. Um, and that way we can
0: have another um, votathon. <laughs> we've, we've already crushed and captured Chicago thanks to you. Now, now time time the world. For the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's podcastawards.com and then uh, you just sign up on there real real easy and and then you can nominate um, for lots of stuff, lots of different yeah. categories
0: and such. Exactly. So there you go. There's a little that was uh, I think all was that all of our business up front? Flora? I think
1: that's I think that's the business. Yeah. And I'll all I'll, right. I'll do another post. You you have until the end of July for that, but you know, think of it as as kind of a house on fire. Get everything, get all your nominations <laughs> out before it burns down.
0: That's right. Yeah. House I'm on I'm n-
1: not too sure of the, the date that it stops taking nominations, but I'll post it on Facebook. Twitter Perfect. Stuff, so Yeah, I'll do the same.
0: All right. Well, then, but, Flora, yeah. what, are we, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, tonight uh, we have quite a fun episode. It's, it's fun to get back on the ho- horse with this particular episode, I think. And that episode is all about indigo
0: children. Right. And they are not... Not to be confused with the uh, indigo girls. Nope. These are the indigo children. They are lacking the acoustic talents of those ladies. But, oh, maybe they make up for it with so many other gifts from Gaia. <laughs> you had not heard about this beforehand. No, right? I hadn't. And. I'll tell you right now i i uh i am real jazzed up about this episode because this is like this is like the perfect venn diagram between like new age bullshit some sort of like somehow they like convinced hippies to be into eugenics and then also <laughs> uh and then and then bringing up the rear is just some like good old fashioned like validated self entitlement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to go with conspiracy there for a bit, but yeah, entitlement is all over this
0: this one. Yeah, so yeah, it it is delightful. It's it's a stinky cheese that I can't stop smelling, <laughs> even if you wanted to.
1: Right. Well, how about we jump into this then? Yeah, Flora, hit us because uh, yeah, it's uh, the pie has settled into a nice thickness. So so let's uh, let's taste of it. <laughs> I told Dave earlier, it's one of those nights.
0: Um, <laughs> I was just about to question it, and then I was like, don't. Just let that happen. <laughs> the pie is settled into thickness, and that can only mean one thing, everyone. <laughs> we you must know, taste of it. <laughs> that old phrase.
1: <laughs> it's like, I know the parachute pack is filled with anvils, but I pull the cord anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Truth. Truth. So, Dave, as we begin our journey through the newly-dawned age of Aquarius, a supposed age of love, brotherhood, information, and integrity... That's the sound of integrity. (laughs) Integrity's a grunt. (laughs) (laughs) We may find that the transition is not going to be easy. The old paradigms of power, hierarchy, and control are on their way to be replaced by more wholesome values... And their struggle to survive is causing turmoil throughout civilization. We're seeing it now. And how. Yep. (laughs) Luckily, Mm -hmm. we may just have discovered leaders who will arise and lovingly guide us into this new age. This new age of clean coal power. (laughs) (laughs) They are the Indigo Children. Oh. Special souls born into a world they don't quite fit in, but can't help themselves from helping. They're independent, intuitive Innately spiritual, inquisitive, intelligent, and can't be described without adjectives that begin with in.
0: (laughs) But that's that's a legal requirement. That's right. When you look at them,
1: you see pride. You see power. You see a badass mutter who don't take no crap off of nobody. (laughs) Junior, that may be a stretch, but they're cool running their lives by their rules and can't help but not conform to society's rigid structure.
0: That's right, man. That's just your idea of what freedom is, but it's wrong. That's why I have to do my idea, man. The concept,
1: if you haven't guessed, is a new age one that came out of ideas put forth by psychic Nancy Ann Tappy in the 70s.
0: Tappy, Tappy, Tappy.
1: We'll elaborate more on that later. Indigo children... AKA Violet Children, AKA Children of Oz, AKA the Sun Eyed Children of the
0: Marvelous Dawn. Wow! Wow, that, I didn't realize you could put, you could gild the gilding on a gilded lily. I didn't know you could do that, but you can.
1: Yeah, that stuff
0: flakes too.
1: Delicate touch. Flakes (laughs) Uh, have been called the next evolutionary stage in human development. Possessing an unprecedented new energy or vibration, and are here to teach and guide humanity out of the Piscean morass we've been in and into the unified, higher frequency Aquarian epoch we're just beginning.
0: And see, I used to listen to Piscean morass, but like I was just, you know, like adolescent, a lot of angst. And now, honestly, I know that it's really uh, popular and sell it, but I love Aquarian epoch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Piscean morass.
1: <laughs> However, some skeptics have tossed the bullshit flag in protest of these claims.
0: What?
1: And this is important, Dave, because if the skeptics lose the challenge, they'll be charged one time out and lose their bullshit flag for the <laughs> remainder of the game. It's true. You got to be careful when you throw that. They say there is nothing to these claims besides what amounts to delusional parents, and that not only is it unwise to accept such claims about one's child. It might, in fact, be dangerous. So we'll be taking a look at the brief history of the concept of indigo children, including related terms such as crystal children, star children, and rainbow children.
0: And, 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 sun-eyed children of the marvelous dawn. <laughs> we'll discuss
1: the oft-repeated attributes of such kids and maybe even take a quiz to see if we are indigo children. Oh, mm-hmm. that quiz. We'll also examine the claims and see if any can stand up to scrutiny, scientific or common sense wise. So take a deep breath, sip your kombucha tea, and prepare yourself for this topic by putting on the anthem of our generation, Dave. I'm blue, baba dee frog. Nice, you got the whole song. <laughs> Didn't even have to pay I, for the rights. Oh man, we might one day we'll get dinged for that one. I hope so, Dave. You want to? Uh, yeah, want to take us into the the gaping
0: maw of history, l'histoire du, children azure. <laughs> Lazier as uh, boy. I know all the individual words, but God help me. All right. Uh, as previously mentioned, the uh, concept grew out of the work of Nancy Ann Tappy, who uh, was a self-described quote ordinary person with extraordinary talent. Ah, okay, just don't break your arm. Not patting yourself on the back for how hard you should have been patting yourself on the back. <laughs> Uh, she found her calling as a, a synesthete and, sti- and psychic who could read auras, uh, which is the, as we, there's no way we haven't talked about auras before, right? I don't think we have. Shit. Uh, so that's like the alleged spiritual frequency uh, uh, energy emanation which surrounds a person, uh, usually categorized by color. Everyone is, you know, like, what was it? Uh, cerulean. What was that? Photography? Not cerulean. Uh,
1: oh, curlian. Yeah. Curlian.
0: Yeah. It yeah, was close. That'll that'll come back to us. Yeah, curly and photography things like that. So uh, supposedly everyone has an aura, but not everyone can see them. And auras could be uh, an episode all on their own. They probably should be. Yeah. Um, and so we'll save all the sweet, sweet, delicious, succulent details for then. Uh, but suffice to suffice to say that Tappy claimed the ability to see these auras and thus read them, uh, advising clients on how their spiritual health was faring, and they are. And their life mission at the time of the reading, uh, she called the study of personality through the silence science of color, cult, colorology. Way to go, Tappy! Shocking. Really worked on that one. <laughs> through the seventies, Tappy started seeing a theretofore unknown or unseen color of aura, indigo. And I just like well, did she do like a cartoon like double hand or eat or eat. What? What's this? Another color I have never seen. Oh, man. You, you're really into that musical colorology. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so with her 1982 book, Understanding Your Life Through Color, she brought awareness to the significance of this new color, stating, quote, The indigo phenomenon has been recognized as one of the most exciting changes in human nature ever documented in society. <laughs> Don't, don't don't oversell it there. You're fine, Nancy. Don't try to make it bigger than it is. The indigo label describes the energy pattern of human behavior which exists in over ninety five percent of the children born in the last ten years. This phenomena is happening globally, and eventually the indigos will replace all other colors. Pump the brakes, Nancy. Uh, as small children indigos are easily recognized by their unusually large and clear eyes extremely bright precocious children which live with an amazing memory and a strong desire to live instinctively these children of the next millennium are sensitive gifted souls with an evolved consciousness who have come here to help change the vibrations of our lives and create one land one globe globe try again and one species they are our bridge to the future (laughs) another civilization soundtrack music (laughs) nancy really just really going hard in the paint there oh man she is
1: really buying into her own stank
0: yeah i'll tell you what though with like uh there's there's some troubling some troubling similarities there about colors taking over other colors there. I wonder, I wonder if she ever listened to, and please, please, please write in uh, uh, either on our Facebook page or on the blurry photos fan page. If anyone else is familiar with Ken Nordine's colors, which is an album of word, uh, uh, sorry, an album of uh, spoken word beat poetry. It is absolutely amazing it started as uh and ken dordine he's still alive and he still does i think he has an npr show maybe but he's this famous um spoken word poet has been doing it forever and he was hired by i think dow corning way back in the day to do just like a few he's got a very distinctive voice and uh to do a few like ads for paint colors but then he enjoyed it so much, he made his own, col- his own album called Colors. And each one is just like a little poem about a color. And the, the one that I always remember is uh, this flesh. And it just starts out flesh. Flesh is as close to a problem as a color can be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He uh, was so, OKF. Yeah, he really was. And it, the whole album is really fun to listen to. And I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. So if you haven't listened to it, check it out. Hmm. If you have a uh, high five to you, because Ken Nordine is the sh-t.
1: moving on. I thought you were going to say he was he would do spoken word poetry like blue moon, blue moon, da, 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 da,
0: like electric company.
1: Yeah. And also that terrible improv warm up game.
0: Oh, God, I forgot that. You're right. You know? Oh. Banana.
1: Split. Banana. Split. Do-do-do-do. Boof. I
0: repeat, moving on. That's right. (laughs) I didn't enjoy that at all.
1: Fast forward to one of the best years in memory, 1998. Writer and channeler Lee Carroll and his wife, Jan Tober, pick up the ideas of Tappy, dust them off, And focus in on the children. Finally, someone thought of the children. (laughs) With a book shockingly titled, The Indigo Children. Subtitled, The New Kids Have Arrived. (laughs) A 2002 article from the Houston Press describes the couple thusly. Carol was an economics major who ran a technical audio business for 30 years until a visit to a psychic prompted a new age midlife crisis. He found religion and started traveling around the world, giving self-help seminars.
0: From the ashes of his self-induced psychological apocalypse have arisen the following ideas.
1: (laughs) The phoenix of indigo children. (laughs) Accompanying him was Tober, a practitioner of metaphysics and hands-on healing, as well as a jazz singer who had toured with Benny Goodman and Fred Astaire. And that's the end of that uh, description. (laughs) <laughs> Carol claims to serve as a channel for an entity called Cryon.
0: Not Crayon. Not Crayon. <laughs> not crayon. Was a, there was a lawsuit that sorted that out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> quote, a loving and angelic entity, end quote, who relayed information about indigo children, etc. Uh, writers and Edgar Casey enthusiasts Peggy Day and Susan Gale co authored a book in 2004 called Psychic Children a sign of our expanding awareness in which they tried connecting a Casey prophecy to the indigo movement an excerpt from an article on list verse of all places Perfect. sums it up nicely quote when writing of a mysterious
0: storage uh, oh, wait, can i can i have a uh, a uh, a burgeoning spiritualist accent please burgeoning but a believable one a be- uh, someone who's really you know you'd believe him okay if they told you this on a bus And also they have a head cold. Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) When writing of a mysterious storage chamber buried beneath the sphinx, Casey once warned, this may not be entered without an understanding, for those that were left as guards may not be passed until after a period of their regeneration in the mount, or the fifth root race begins. (laughs) Root races? Oh yeah, here we go. Casey derived it. Was that enough of a cold for you? Or yeah, that was the beginnings me, it, of a cold. It, it, it made me uncomfortable. So, yes, <laughs> mission accomplished. Casey derived the idea of the root races from theosophical race theory. Ooh. Uh, re- guys,
0: guys, pump the brakes. <laughs> yep. Guard your
1: hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your heart. Uh, although he doesn't appear to have followed it, eh, according to Theosophy, there was a First, a gaseous race which reproduced by fission, then an asexual budding race, then a hermaphroditic sweat born race, then a sexually reproducing race of giants, and then the Aryan race. That would make the Aryans the fifth race, but Casey seems to indicate that the fifth root race still hasn't emerged. Ugh. Casey believed the fifth root race would begin to fully emerge in the period from 1998 to 2015 which ties in rather nicely with the indigo theory if the kids began to be born in the 70s and 80s. That was uh that was from the listverse article on it. Um man, wow. And and yeah. you know Ken Height could tell us all about the root races and how
0: much of a bad idea that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and god it I I am glad that what smelled like something that was going to be circling around some sort of weird Aryan jazz. I'm glad that that I was right. I'm not yeah. glad that it's happening, but I'm glad that I was right. Well,
1: yeah, you you could tell there was something dead on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could smell that one. You smelled it. And so, yeah, and so that's uh, his, his, that little blip from him was what uh, Peggy Day and Susan Gale kind of slurped into the indigo theory. I think there were a lot of like dates that matched up. And this idea of this evolution of of the spirit or whatever. Anyway, right. We'd also be remiss if we didn't mention everyone's favorite drunk drawer, Jenny McCarthy. Is that like a junk drawer
0: but with liquor in it? Yeah. Well, nice.
1: yeah. It's it's just it's it's filled with trash. Okay. It's a garbage thing. Sweet Jenny McCarthy, who believed not only that she was an indigo child, of course, but that her son was an even more evolved crystal child, which we will get back to. Uh, She started the website Indigo Moms in 2006, but it only lasted a scant year or so before she moved on to Malarkey Monger with her anti-vaccination cod swallow. She
0: did swallow a lot of cod. So uh, yeah, so so I that, I did not realize Jenny, that Jenny that, McCarthy that, moment. Yeah, that she was Indigo Kid to 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 Crystal Child.
1: Well, I tell you what, let us let us figure out
0: what that even means, Dave. Right? We've got Absol- it all here for you. <laughs> exactly so uh first and foremost let's start with the categories of special souls before focusing on the more recognized indigos uh the collective term is known as star children uh being sent from all over the universe to help earth and its people Uh, according to starchildren.info quote they possess psychic spiritual and other extrasensory abilities these children will bring peace, topple corrupt systems, and shift dimensional consciousness in the years to come. They have come here on special assignment to assist in this rebirth into a higher dimensional earth. Close quote. Nice. Yeah. Finally. Uh, finally, no, no, finally. No pressure, finally. kids. No pressure. You just have to alter our perception of everything. Don't f*** it up. Yeah. Now, uh, the indigos were born en masse in the late seventies through the early nineties, which includes both of us, Flora. That's true, we are warrior personalities, healing and clairvoyant abilities, and we'll we'll and we'll, we'll come back to those. We'll, yeah, we'll get it's what the to episode's there.
1: about. We're gonna do yeah, details, exactly. but we gotta we gotta set the yeah. table first,
0: right? Uh, which comes uh, up next? The crystal children, which, which go on the look- left side of the plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You work from the outside in, guys. Uh, <laughs> the uh, crystal children, which were born in the early 90s to approximately the 2010s-ish area, to indigo adults. Their main purpose is to take us to the next level in our evolution and reveal to us our inner and higher power. Now, I'm going to stop right there. So, so, like, they're supposed to kick things up the further notch because the notch we've kicked things to sucks. <laughs> we've kicked things into a pretty shit notch. I'm just yeah. saying. Can we call these instead of the crystal
1: children? Can we call them the cregel children? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> 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 nice. So if you didn't catch that, they were they are born to indigo adults. Yeah, yeah they, they are, are the children. The, of...
0: Second generation of indigo revolutionaries. Yeah. Uh, they function as a group of consciousness rather than as individuals. And they live by the law of one or global oneness globalists globalists goblins (laughs) Uh, they are also advocates for love and peace on this planet they are mostly born into the oh boy they're mostly born into the gold ray of incarnation and evolution which means they have access to gifts of clairvoyance and healing they are born with the sixth dimension of consciousness like all of these kids are dr strange all of them They all ended up in Tibet and they all came out with, with whirling spark wheels of teleportation and sling rings. Uh, They are born in the sixth dimension of consciousness with the potential to open up rapidly to the ninth dimensional level of full Christ consciousness. Wow. And then from there to the 13th dimension, which represents universal consciousness. Also, they have big eyes. (laughs) Uh, they are very sensitive warm and caring they feel your thoughts and heart children with a crystal vibration have the ability to reflect things back to the universe that are of no importance to them not only will they reflect this energy back they will reflect it in such a way that it is stronger than when it was taken in I don't know what that means
1: Uh, I think it means I am rubber you are glue whatever you say bounces off me and shivs you (laughs) yeah
0: I don't think I like your shorts. Oh, my throat. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about what about the the the, the next tier like Los Niños del Rainbow. Yeah, these are the Urukai of the of the Indigo oh Revolution.
1: Oh. oh my. Uh these guys were born after 2002 crystal adults. Rainbow children come to earth with a few more other spectrum of ray color. That that sentence makes sense. They are born on the ninth dimension of consciousness, the dimension of collective consciousness, Carl Jung. As many people might have experienced it, the rainbow children bring joy and harmony to their families. Unlike the indigo and crystal children, the rainbow child is born to smile, which is accompanied by their huge hearts that are full of forgiveness. Generally recovers from the state of negative emotion quickly. This is also an important key that they hold emotional mastery. Rainbow children are psychic and have the ability to read people's feelings. This gift is usually revealed as they grow older. Rainbow children are psychic, can also be very high energy, have strong personalities, be creative, and can instantly manifest anything they want or need. They have Uh, no karma and have never
0: been incarnated before. Quick question now, and I am not, not, making a joke right now at the expense of anyone who is on the spectrum or anything like that. But I imagine that, uh, and maybe I'm just still gleaning this from the Jenny McCarthy thing. I would imagine that a lot of these, uh, a lot of the children currently diagnosed as having autism are instead considered by their parents to be these hyper sensitive crystal or rainbow kids. And in that case, what they consider to be a superpower is the ability to read emotion in others. <laughs> I'm just, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely. That's why I'm being very clear. I'm not making a joke about that. I'm genuinely trying to kind of put some pieces together about that.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get back to that. Like, yeah, a- after the descriptions and stuff, there's a lot to be said about it. Um, right. So I, think- I just. I think you're you're like like everybody right now. You're putting the pieces together, and there's uh, there's some stuff that's smelling a little
0: fishy, a little fishy. All right, so I didn't mean to interrupt. Let's keep trucking. We got s- there. There is way more to get through here than you all would suspect. <laughs> oh yeah, it literally
1: goes on and on about each one of these things. But back to the indigos, Dave. Why don't you regale us with this most repeated list of
0: attributes of all time? By all means, uh, and keep these in mind when it's time for you to take your test, everybody. Uh, the most uh, common attributes, as listed from Carolyn Tober's book, The Indigo Children, uh, they come into the world with a feeling of royalty and often act like it. They have a feeling of, quote, deserving to be here and are surprised when the others don't share that. Self-worth is not a big issue. They often tell the parents, quote, who they are. Uh, They have difficulty with absolute authority or authority without explanation or choice. They will simply not do certain things. For example, waiting in line is difficult for them. Getting through this list is difficult for me. Are (laughs) you an indigo? They get frustrated with systems that are ritual-oriented and don't require creative thought. They often see better ways of doing things, both at home and in school, which makes them seem like, quote, system busters, end quote, you know, non-conforming to any system.
1: Jarvis? Can I have the system buster suit?
0: Yeah! (laughs) Um, They seem anti- No, that's
1: Karen, isn't it? What's the...
0: Whatever... What's he get it from? It doesn't matter. Oh, it's uh, Veronica. Veronica? Is that it? Well, that... Veronica the, the was thing, the name. The,
1: the little satellite thing?
0: The, yeah, the, that's, yeah. I think Sorry. so. I don't know. That was, this was the coolest, this is the least infuriating thing we've discussed yet. So I kind of want to keep going after that. True. Uh, they seem antisocial unless they are with their own kind. If there are no others like, uh, if there are no th- if there are no others of like consciousness around them, they often turn inward, feeling like no other human understands them. School is often extremely difficult for them socially. They will not respond to quote guilt discipline quote. Wait till your father gets home and finds out what you did. Um, and they are not shy in letting you know what they need. Ev, Every- I, hmm, ooh. ooh, Ooh, that list? Oh boy, that list is uh, list is getting my dander up. My dander oh my is getting up. I'm
1: bathing in the sound of Jimmy's rustling. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, <laughs> this really is. This is really. Yeah, it is rustling my Jimmy. It's Jimmy Russell weather. <laughs> <laughs> so. The other side of that coin, as distracted, could be uh, that indigo children are entitled, self-important, antisocial, tactless, disorderly, bratty, rigid in thought, very rebellious, and having issues with empathy. Yeah. Oh, and I also would like to wonder how much everyone here is invested in red flags because it's probably <laughs> not enough. This is The, the red flags are going to go. Uh, the shelves are going to be bare. It's a good time. Buy now. Yeah. Buy now. Yeah. Buy now. Yeah. Get them. Get them. Don't Uh, order them. (laughs) Don't walk, run. (laughs) Uh, Additionally, Tappy described four subtypes of indigo children. The humanist, which is characterized by strong opinions, is socially outgoing and is easily distracted. The conceptual subtype is comprised of children who are more interested in completing projects than human interaction. Uh, Tappy offers a warning that this subtype is prone to addiction, particularly in their teen years. The artist is a child who typically uh, is typically smaller in size and more sensitive, and the fourth subtype is the (laughs) is the interdimensional child, who's larger on the inside, (laughs) (laughs) and is now a woman. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, to which I say huzzah! Right? If you don't like it, just. off you don't you don't get doctor who anymore it's it's not for you anymore there's a youtube i'm sure there's a youtube channel that's just mid-80s light beer commercials on a loop that's what you get now really i don't know if there isn't i'll make it because it sounds pretty great You serious (laughs) you serious uh Yeah, so uh, the interdimensional child, who is larger than the other three subtypes, is often seen as a bully, well, that helps, and can be expected to bring in new religions and philosophical beliefs. Ah, it's like like this weird thing, it's like on the one hand, it's like, hey guys, it's the new millennium, higher consciousness. These are the ways we're categorizing them.
1: (laughs) Right. Boy, oh boy.
0: Yeah, what do you got, Flora?
1: Australian astrologer Richard Giles related an encounter he said he had with such a star child. And I'm pulling my... I'm not going to do an Australian accent card on this one because it's so so bad. Fair enough. A younger couple had stopped to look at the relaxation music in, in his booth, and they had a little boy in a stroller. The two of them left the pram momentarily to look at something on the stall opposite, and the little boy stayed in the pram right in front of me. He was a pleasant little boy with a friendly expression and a very calm demeanor, about three to four years. Didn't know demeanors could last that long, but hey, as I was smiling at him, suddenly I could hear him communicating with me in my head. It all happened so quickly I didn't even have time to be amazed. It just flowed. We didn't converse about anything mind-shattering. We just talked about his parents and how they were. He told me they didn't know much about the abilities he had, but that was okay. He said they were very nice people, but a little bit slow. Though he had tremendous compassion and understanding for them.
0: (laughs) Your baby thinks you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Crikey. It's a rude baby. (laughs) Thinks you're a bit thick.
1: This was communicated partly in some sort of word system in my head, but also in feelings and nuances. (laughs) Like, word system, otherwise known as language. Right. We talked a little more about him, and he said it was nice to communicate with me. And he smiled this amazingly deep and embracing smile and physically nodded to me as if to say, thanks. Thanks. Then the parents turned back and took the back of his stroller, and they moved on. Well, that's unnecessary detail. He nodded to me as he went by and disappeared into the crowd with his lovely smile, and that was it. As I type this, it sends goosebumps all over me, recalling it, and it brings tears to my eyes because of the extraordinary moments in that communication. It was some sort of effortless flow. The experience was like living in a huge, warm, flowing world where everything was beautifully sunny and everything was just right, and in this perfect place while it was all happening, we were all drinking egg creams and surrounded by topless teenagers and... And uh, shot in our house never looks so good. <laughs> shot in our house. Oh man, that sounds great. <laughs> Just great. Yeah. So that was from Richard Giles' experience.
0: Oh, Richard Giles. Richard Giles. Uh, in another story, one mother describes her de, what uh, in, uh, call the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, In another story, one mother describes her own experience with her five-year-old. Quote, we were in the kitchen. I was cleaning on a cabinet and she was playing. Out of the blue, she said, this is our last, (laughs) this is our last year, mom. (laughs) Totally taken aback, but definitely not wanting to startle her. I nonchalantly asked her, oh yeah, what do you mean?
1: What do you mean?
0: I mean, this is our last year to pretend, mother. After this year, we get to be real again. No more pretending. I kept cleaning out the cabinet and asked her if she could explain any more. She said, This is our last chance to get to pretend. After this, we get to be real again. "'No more chances for pretending because this is our last chance.' "'I did ask her, still nonchalantly but showing interest. "'And is this a good thing, right?' "'Oh, yes, ma'am, A very good thing. "'We'll get to be angels very soon.' "'Talk about your enlightening experiences.' I for one totally believe she has a direct line so to speak if you know what I mean
1: I sure do you and your starting Australian ending
0: Hitchcock baby It went everywhere I <laughs> I, I I rode that tricycle all around the park and no one can say <laughs> f- all
1: about it And the stories go on ranging from creepy things kids say like I chose you and Mommy before I was alive to a kid that was tearing ass through an airport, and the huh. parents would not <laughs> scold them because they were special. So, Dave, listeners, Ezzy, lovers over there on the bed watching, you can take an online test to determine if you're an Indigo
0: or not. Yes, and boy did we! <laughs> oh my god, it was the one of the best things is that before we recorded this, um, you know, like we we deliberately don't. Talk about our individual research before the episode because it keeps things a little more fresh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like Flora, I don't, I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to talk about it. But there's one thing I've got to know before we record, and Flora just goes, "Of course, I took the fucking test." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, no, thank God! Oh, thank <laughs> God, you took the test too." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, I have my results here, but. Do you think we should um, give an example or
0: two of the questions for oh, this test? Of course. Now I'll be the first to say. Now of, I did take the test, but at no point did I take it in earnest. Um, <laughs> what I did is I tried to take, I tried to, I tried to answer the question as the least indigo kid on earth. Like I want <laughs> to be a burnt sienna kid, uh, and and I came up with a pretty great kid. <laughs> so like first two questions on the test um often i know things. this is these are all true false by the way yeah uh often i know things about people before they tell me false i don't i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> i am intolerant to gluten or dairy no no i eat that cheese <laughs> no no uh some of them are i was born before 1970 uh, some of them are just like like oh i'm amazing or i suck those are your choices yeah one of the questions i have always known i had something really big to do in my life that will affect the whole world no 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 i don't think i'm going to i just said affect that. yeah i don't i don't think i'm going to affect much of anything might might get some fantasy football going <laughs> <laughs> and then there are some that are just like these are the questions that would we, weed out a narc in 21 jump street i enjoyed I enjoy doing worksheets in school and practice what I learned <laughs> <Nerd>. <laughs> yeah exactly. oh, here's a good one that's not at all a red flag. Sometimes I experience the emotions of other people around me, even though they aren't mine so So what you're saying is you felt angry, but you're going to say it was that guy over there emptying his trash can. <laughs> The guy that punched you in the face—you felt his anger, right? (laughs) Yeah, I felt it all right. Uh, Here's a good one. I've been diagnosed as ADHD, autistic, bipolar, depressed, and/or obsessive compulsive, etc., and may, etc., and may have also been prescribed medication for this. So, so yeah, we're getting right back to that thing again. That yeah, yeah, this is uh, I I worry that people are dismissing. Additional needs their kids have had, in it in saying no, there's nothing wrong. They're double right. That'll that
1: that will definitely come back here. Um, yeah. What did you What did your results say when you got your your awful
0: oh uh, yeah burnt sienna child? That, that was my best. The best thing is that um is that it, and I don't know because I took the test twice. I tried to answer everything is burnt sienna, then I tried to answer everything is the most mind meltingly indigo thing i could and it is it was very non-committal for me regardless like the Bert sienna kit, which i what i really like his name is <laughs> his name's bertram sienna <laughs> so bert uh it just it just said oh uh we think that you were drawn to this movement by the the ideas and excitement of it all It doesn't, it, it never says, nope, you're not. But it was like, we think this is why you're here. Not because you're a, an indigo child. (laughs) Right. Right. It was like this very, I mean, honestly, as letdowns go as gentle as a feather. It was Uh, a, let's just be friends. Yeah. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. No, you will not be staying the night, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, feel free to come back over tomorrow. We're having lunch. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? Yeah, well,
1: when I took it, uh it gave me you share a lot of characteristics with indigo children, and your answers suggest you are still in the process of self discovery and awakening.
0: Oh so, yeah, brother. So that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. You are not an indigo child. That's yeah. right. But but I'm I'm experimenting. You're not, I'm, not I'm yeah, exploring. you're you're almost at the sixth level, and then that level nine Christ like is just around the corner.
1: Check this one. Indigos in their teens and early 20s tend to answer questions in the way you did. This is an important and very cool time in your life where you get to explore and find your place. Don't don't use my words against me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, fellow children. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. Uh, I have been described as quirky, unique, mysterious, and or uncooperative. That took mm. a turn at the end. Uncooperative. Uh, so, I, I mean, I loved the Indigo Children test. It was pretty great. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was- ends with, whether the Indigo Child label is for you or not, you have a community here that relates to you and supports you. Yeah, please please go into the show notes, take this test, let yes. us know if, if any of you get to be an Indigo, or if it literally is like, please don't quit your day job. Yeah,
0: Or don't take the test if you're uncooperative. That's right. <laughs> True
1: indigos won't take the test. <laughs> yeah, that's the first test. Dave, you might be an indigo, though, because... Because I didn't we, take the test? We are two nights away from when we set out to record, but the electronics failed on you.
0: Oh, s***. That's right. I, I zorched out the electronics, because I my chakras were all in the seventh house. <laughs>
1: Yeah, your your laptop was was It wh- was fritzin'. right when we
0: pressed record. So yeah, it, that's true. It did it did choke right at the moment we were going to start recording. So yeah, well but- I unchoked it using my my psychic laser eyes and my my robot claw of enlightenment. Let's
1: uh let's talk about let's let's go through this and dissect it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You go. See if we can collect some of these red flags, as if we were on Double Dare, rum- <laughs> rummaging up a giant nose. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say reaching up the nose
1: of a uh, of research. <laughs> so believers and skeptics alike try to use science in order to substantiate their claims on this concept. I'll let you figure out who uses science more accurately. But, to date, there has not been a study that has produced compelling evidence in favor of indigo children, a genetic or spiritual evolution, or identification of psychic abilities, frequencies, or auras. So, speaking of auras, which is where this whole shebang got Ricky martin <laughs> one of the crossovers in science of data interpretation for both sides came in the form of, as Dave mentioned earlier... Curlian cerulean photography.
0: Cerulean photography, because I don't know Cer- what I'm Cerulean for megabyte.
1: <laughs> cerulean photography is a photographic process in which a sheet of film is placed on a metal plate, and the object of interest is then placed on top of the film. High voltage is sent through the plate, which creates an exposure of the object. Believers will point to the resulting photograph, replete with corona, as proof of aura. James Randy. You might know him as The Amazing. Yes. Was able to debunk this by showing different methods could produce different results, such as pressure on the film, temperature, and humidity.
0: But w- Why stop there, Flora? Uh, did your hackles get tickled when we described indigos and their subtyped categories that they have to be in?
1: Hackle tickler?
0: Did you think, hey, I sometimes feel antisocial and i have a problem with authority and shit, i'm easily oh a bird right <laughs> i'm easily distracted well change your name to the game punk cuz you just got played <laughs> <laughs> what a great joke that's awesome <laughs> this is the ever classic uh forer effect or the barnum effect if you hate elephants Uh, we've talked about this before the mind free whereby individuals will give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality of their personality that supposedly are tailored specifically to them, but are in fact, super vague in general enough to apply to a wide range of people. Um, if the new agey parents don't automatically assume their offspring are some type of color, the forer effect will pick up the rest, which is why you have to be careful of these kind of claims. Because uh, if you follow the money and there is a ton of money to be made off the saps who believe this shtick, uh, books, movies, uh, weekend tutorials, cetacean transformations. Yeah. Yep. There's so much money to be made yogic off these retreats. things.
1: Yoga retreats.
0: Yeah. Uh, seminars. They, these things milk the money from these believers, like sweet, delicious uh, cash from a Money Udder. Money, money cow. Money cow. money Ca- mon, mon, cow. Money udder. There it cash is.
1: Cash cab. And now, Dave, it's time to talk about the very real problem with the subject, which you have tried to talk about twice already. And I have.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Have, because have as, yeah, as we go through that, it I was just
1: ringing too many damn bells. That's right. The bells are going off. The flags are going up. So, many traits associated with a so-called indigo child are the same traits you find in a subject diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. High levels of energy, easy boredom onset, resistance to authorita, learning through exploration combined with a distaste for rote memorization, the inability to sit still unless they're interested, and giving up in the face of failure are a few examples. In fact, author and motivational speaker Doreen Virtue wrote a passage in Carol and Tabor's book in which she advises how to parent an indigo child with these tendencies, going so far, Dave, as to assert that they are actually misdiagnosed as having ADHD. Oh, Jesus. Yes, others have tried to back her claim up by saying things like, some kids are misdiagnosed with ADHD because they actually score high on IQ tests. As if ADHD means you're a dunce or some similar idiotic thinking, right?
0: Yeah, no they 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 can't have any disorder because I don't want them to and I made them take a test. Like come on. So and 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 that's the weirdest thing. There's so many there's so many weirdly reductive uh catchphrases in this about something that's supposed to be about uh exploration and expansion and and the opening of your mind to possibilities mm-hmm. but at the same time they're like oh well there's these subtypes and uh the big one's the bully uh the small one's the artist you know like these like super reductive broad strokes like there's nothing forward thinking about this. This Is how people thought, like uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. Like this is this is almost phrenology. Yeah, it's throwback. It's it's yeah. not it's reductive, not expansive. Yeah. Other
1: people advise parents that if they believe their child is indigo, they should cease all medication the child may be on to treat ADHD. Alternative treatments put forth include supplemental vitamins and minerals, eating blue green algae from lake. Clamath, biofeedback, neuromuscular integration, rapid eye technology, and electromagnetic field balancing, which is purportedly a technique in which two people use each other's electromagnetic fields, which allows them to form their own reality. Duh. Oh yeah, you know, that. Now look, I'm not saying every diagnosis of ADHD is correct nor that Ritalin is the answer to every hyper kid. In fact, it may well be one of the most misdiagnosed childhood disorders based simply on the numbers. The National Institute of Mental Health says it affects some 3-5% to of all school-aged children in, in America. And studies that support Ritalin are many, mostly from the manufacturer of Ritalin. So that's a wash. But consider it's been around since the 50s, and nothing to date has been shown to be a superior drug for treatment of ADHD. If a child truly has ADHD and Ritalin helps them focus, be calm, and live more easily in society, and a parent decides their child is actually just a special soul from the stars sent to lead humanity into a new age of enlightenment, therefore let them scream in the grocery store and throw bags of chips at a veteran while running <laughs> hill bit for leather through the aisles buck-ass, truck-ass naked... <laughs> then that parent is wrong as a sin on Sunday.
0: Where did the veteran come
1: from? I mean, the poor guy is just in there trying to get some
0: 2% milk. Oh my God! That started with a sentence and it ended with like a, a really broadly written political cartoon, <laughs> and everyone is labeled, and the, the veteran was labeled kindness, and and then he was knocking a box of cereal over labeled decency, <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty was crying. <laughs> so, so that was fucking art, man. You're the new Ken Nordine. <laughs> Darth Vader
1: Darth <laughs> Vader, Darth Vader. Vader. so yeah so the point of that is if a kid has ADHD and they're taking medicine and it's helping them, when the parent says no this is actually a star child they can be as wild and crazy as they want that is wrong That's that's. it's not a good thing it can also be very dangerous for a child who can't conform to an otherwise unforgiving society either not addressing real disorders and finding life much more difficult to live or becoming depressed or turning to drugs or violence or any of a number of negative outlets for this release. You know, this has very real consequences. But you know, Dave, it's, it's easy to sit on our ivory thrones of skepticism and cast judgment on such frivolous claims, especially when they can lead to dangerous and negative consequences. But there's something to be said for part of the concept in all this, there is a silver lining here, if you can believe it. One aspect of claiming a child is indigo is the idea that the child is gifted. Now, the findings of a 1968 study showed that children who are randomly identified as gifted showed an increase in IQ scores at the end of the year due to the preferential treatment received by teachers based on the expectancy information. Thus, Telling a child they are gifted at a young age may be beneficial, but could take time and attention away from other children with similar abilities.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now I would say uh, the flip side of that. And uh, you know, my, my good friend uh, Eric is a, uh, an educator himself. And one of the things that he's been working on for a long time is just the, the simple fact that, and this has shown up time and time again, in society, even uh, uh, Bob Ross would always make a point of making sure that people understood that painting is not about being artistic or being born artistic. It's about applying yourself to learning a skill. It's a learned, uh, uh, ability. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, my, my friend who's an educator himself, the number, the, the, this weird pervasive belief that, uh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it's true, but people do innately assume they have certain skills. Oh, I'm good at art, but I'm bad at math. Oh, I've always been a runner. Uh, but you know, I, I don't like to, you know, like there's people have these beliefs that there are things that they're good at and there are things that yeah. they aren't and they will, I they believe hold, that way about math and they, and they hold to those things. But every, I mean, everyone is good at a thing that they apply themselves to. And I think that people, misconstrue what they're good at with what they're interested in a person oh, who's a, point. a person who's interested in music will spend the time to learn the keyboard to learn a guitar because it's fun for them and it's interesting and and that gets twisted just a little bit in their heads to say well i was i'm just a musical guy no you put the time in whether you realize it or not and so there, there is this really important fact to how people perceive their own lives. This, this innate belief, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't meant for science stuff. Wrong. You just haven't given yourself the the, the leeway to fail at it to to yeah. try and not be good at it and to try again. And people who have those skills, people who are artistic or excellent drawers. There's there is these people, you know, and you see these kind of posts on Imgur all the time. This is my this is what my drawing looked like when I was 10. And now I'm 18 and this is what my drawing looks like. And without even piecing it together, what they're saying is I have been practicing for 8 years. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Not that, oh, this was my gift blooming. And if, if I had not picked up a pen in those interstitial times, this is where I'd be now. But there's a weird kind of belief there. And, I, yeah. I, and, that, and that kind of figures in here with that, 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 that kind of odd mindset. But people, absolutely anyone can be good at anything if they want to put the time in and, and, and work at it. And I'm saying, you know, certainly there are some people who pick those things up a little bit easier, Mm-hmm. But that 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 does not mean that anyone can't do that thing that they want to. Yeah. And so anyway, that's that's my little tirade, and uh, it's uh, it's
1: a very good point to make, and something that jangled in my head when you were talking about that is coming from a, a music background as well for me. It w- it's interesting that someone can study for a long time and and pick up the skill and be good at it technically, but then. You could always, in music, for me at least, you can always hear or, or feel those who were good at it technically and those who were, that had the talent to make them better, too. So, like, it's, it may be hard to explain to you, but, like, it's, it's like data trying to play to play music in next generation you right. can play it technically well but then there's got to be something there's got to be like a soul to it too you know oh absolutely so and i think that that's, with, that's with, a weird gray area that that is probably for a, di- a different discussion you know but it just it, it just made me think of that while you were talking about it
0: sure sure and i and i think that's absolutely accurate you know i mean you could look at even you know comedy improv you know we we all receive functionally the same training with wildly oh, different yeah. outcomes and and how much people apply to that but there is a i mean especially when it comes in maybe our artistic uh endeavors wasn't the best example there but but the the fact is is that if you want to learn to accurately draw or paint that is that is always within your grasp yeah. always yeah and you can always develop that skill and and so i don't know like Uh, And and I think that that's the thing is that you get into these again, these reductive ideas of like the on the surface, this looks so expansive and freeing, but it is it is very reductive. It's very categorizing. These are the things you are. These are the things you aren't. These are the things you're good at. These are the things you aren't good at. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. It's it makes things a lot more black and white,
1: which is how people want the world to be. But fart noise. It's not Um, right. (laughs) And these, this is uh, some of the claims of Holly J. Roberts, who is a licensed psychologist in the pediatric psychology department at the Monroe Meyer Institute in Omaha, Whoa, Nebraska.
0: That was a mouthful of credentials. Yeah,
1: uh, saying caretakers' perceptions of children can easily shape their intelligence and thus how others perceive their intellectual performance ability. It's a very to, to me, it's a very fine line to walk. Telling your child they're special but raising them to participate in society while also making sure they do or don't have a disorder of some type. There's a lot of things to juggle when you're trying to <laughs> to, to shape the mind of the young and, and lead them into a happy, healthy life. No parent wants their child to have a disorder or be imperfect in any way, just as you said. If you tell them they're special too much, they might not be prepared for the harshness of life. And if you tell them they're not special at all, well... <clears throat> That's obviously going to yeah.
0: end badly. Yeah, that that, one, <laughs> that one's real clear how that one's going to work out.
1: Yeah. So in my opinion, Dave, it's up to parents not to force their hopes and beliefs onto children and to accept whatever reality confronts them, not reject it in favor of some new age oh. bullshit that paints a lovely varnish over a real and treatable
0: condition. And And that's just it. You know, it is... Uh, it, it is uh, I'm sorry, it's re-stigma, uh, re-stigmatizing something that that has enough problems to begin with, and mm-hmm. it, it is it is a weird roundabout way of 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 enforcing uh, something that people already struggle with. Yeah, and also like the amount of uh, and 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 you know you hit the nail on the head. You know this is a this is an industry. This is where money is made, and the more yeah. books that get written, the more. Uh, weekends at the the ramada that get booked the more money someone's <laughs> making off this and uh, a red, w- red, red roof in dude we end. changed it and what's worse <laughs> is uh we lost our deposit <laughs> <at Ramada. laughs> what's worse is that these are uh parents who in a lot of cases are at their wits end that are having a hard time uh you know coping with this you know like autism is not an easy thing to to adjust to in a household, there are sure. a lot of new rules. There are a lot of things that have to change, and and this ain't this ain't a solution. There, this ain't helping. That, um, yeah. And it, but it does present itself as, oh no, that glass is not half empty; it's half full, and you should drink it with these two pills. They're only two hundred dollars each. and and
1: ADHD is not autism. We, no, we we shouldn't. We should make that you know designation right. just to be. <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, and not, not every indigo child is an ADHD child. Not every ADHD child is being called indigo by their parents. Like, you know, there's right. There's a lot yeah. of specific things in here. Please don't get us wrong on right. that.
0: But to be, most, to be most clear is that no indigo child is actually an indigo child that that I mean, one I will I will go to the I will go to the mat on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's definitely how it seems and until they can provide proof and lucky for them it's proof of things that are unprovable. Right. <laughs> yeah, until until that can happen I I think I'm I'm on the side that um is not not a believer.
0: Yeah, I I'm not I'm not did not did not uh put a lot of nickels into that machine. So, so
1: there you go. Uh I think that'll do it then for indigo children in a, a very spiritual uh, withdrawn, <laughs> stubborn <laughs> not playing by your rules, man. Uncooperative nutshell. It's kinda I mean, it is. It really is the forer effect, you know, just thinking of, like I'm like, yeah, I have a problem with authority. I always have, especially <laughs> when, when authority figures, you know, tell me to do something that uh, doesn't make sense or is stupid or I know better about. I also, you know, can be quite introverted and and I connect with my dog.
0: Like uh, it's, it's too clear. It's too clear, dude. It's too clear.
1: I have also had electronics fail around me, I, but like... It doesn't mean I'm an indigo child. It just means that coincidences happen, and I'm a weirdo sometimes, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll just, just weirdo. Just a weirdo. I'll just take that. Just a weirdo. That.
1: Yeah. But here I am leading everyone into a an age of, of information and understanding and <laughs> telling stories and uh, setting such segues up as
0: pawns! <laughs> Oh, i'll have right. to work on that skill day <laughs> uh, yeah well it's you just got to apply yourself to it uh you go i go you go i go
1: yeah sure uh also i'm putting a moratorium on windigo puns oh and no divesting stocks on slindigo man oh nice those categories
0: are closed hence they, huh? they are closed we are Love not it. trading on the stock floor these days i like that I don't know why I assume it's because someone sent in a really racist Wendigo pun. I don't know what that would be, but for some reason in my head, I was like, well, somebody must have done something because he's killed me. <laughs> <Nope>. No, <laughs> it's
1: just too low-hanging. It's, too low hanging. it's yeah. so low-hanging. It's mush on the ground. So, yeah, it's, it's
0: a potato. <laughs> it's underground. <laughs>
1: uh, so, Dave, there's a generation of kids born these days that do nothing but make fun of others. They have what? no manners. They're loud. They don't care that they bother others. That's right. They're the Offendigo children.
0: Oh man! This actually is probably true. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, also just an entire generation of kids. They don't understand how how hard it is uh, for the rest of us. These kids, they won't get jobs. They 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 barely even have homes. They're just shambling around, weighing down the country, taking covered in resources. goblin vomit, Go- covered in vomit, In bed with a goblin. <laughs> and they're coming. This is what they look like. <laughs> Uh, They're the uh, indigent children. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, there was a a much anticipated yet insufferable movie that came out a few years back. Oh, yeah. Um, Harrison Ford had to go searching for the source of some annoying, stubborn emo kids. (laughs) Turns out his son was one (gasps) perfectly played by Shia LaBeouf. The beef. It was Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal children. Nice, a little uh, little thunder
0: there, brother. Oh, did you get did you get some of that? Yeah, yeah, it's rolling King of in. The Crystal Children. <laughs> now, there's uh, another uh, group of kids you're going to run into usually uh, in the parking lot of a, uh, a fish concert, and they're usually the third generation, second generation of the originals. Um, but you'll see them; they they look real sleepy, and they're just they're just. Kind of tired, but they're also just shambling around. They're the tie-dyed childrens of the marvelous yawn. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah, how about that? I wouldn't say nice. That was. I feel like it was a broken bat single there. <laughs> it was. A, it was a fancy. there was a fancy bat flip. Yeah, there you go. It was. A, I walked up, pointed to where I wanted the ball to go, got the yeah. crowd real amped up, and then nothing. <laughs> uh, but what's important is them's puns. That's right. And now, uh, and now we have a whole group,
1: a whole new generation of glorious, light-filled souls guiding us into the new millennium of... That's right. Listener
0: Listener Listener! All
1: right, Dave, I'll kick us off from Ryan the Crate Digger. Crate Digger. Crate Digger. Here's a rich tapestry pun for us. Legends passed down in an obscure section of the apocryphal text of early Christianity speak of a legendary sandwich recipe said to have been served by Jesus himself to the twelve disciples, the bread which he said was to represent his body, written as being the most delightful bit of catering ever to grace the known world, capable of serving the whole of the bunch with plenty left over. However, after the crucifixion, it is believed the recipe was seized by the Pontius Pilate and the Romans, who promptly destroyed it, fearing its never-ending sustenance could fill the bellies of Rome's enemies. Uh, and yet, some of the church fathers spoke of a copy of this sacred sandwich recipe made for those who were seen as closer to the kingdom of God since their poor sight prevented them from perceiving the physical world in full. To this day, some disparate segments of it are said to remain, written in a series of raised dots, made to be read by the blind, scattered across ancient caches of scrolls in the Middle East, its name the Hoagie Braille. <laughs>
0: That's a great (laughs) f***ing pun, the Hoagie Braille. Uh, I like that one. That's awesome. Got some uh,
1: fun information about Gnosticism, and he says, on the uh, Gnosticism episode, another Bluriever from the Detroit area mentioned the Nain Rouge Red Dwarf. Uh, As a response for the pronunciation, my French-speaking friends tell me it's pronounced non. None of your business? Non-Rouge. However, it's pronounced. If you ever find yourself in the area, there's a brewery that makes a pretty mean lager named after the wee bugger. And if, by some twist of fate, you chaps roll out this way, I might help you chase down a couple pints. That would be nice. Hell yes, I'm always down for some pint chasing. Looking forward to hearing your continuing
0: adventures, Ryan the Crate Digger. Crate Thank you, Ryan. Digger. Uh, I've got a I got an email here from the f- Waggi. Uh, writes, uh, hello, Dave squared. Thanks for hello. doing the math. We appreciate that. Love the show. Really love the Ivan T. Sanderson episode. And I can say from personal experience that Lauren Coleman is a pretty cool guy. I met him when my wife and I visited the international crypto, uh, cryptozoology museum in Portland, Maine. I, I have met him. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> I just didn't know who he was. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I talked to him for damn near an hour about random crypto crap, and he took a quote prom photo of my wife and I in front of the giant Sasquatch statue. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> also an awesome uh, show suggestion. So thank you so much. <laughs> eagle sound, thunder sound, Eagle sound. I'm, I, I will happily throw in the sound effects as you request them. I'm I'm not above that. I think that's legit.
1: <laughs> Asterisk
0: I've, Hawk sound. Yeah, red-tailed hawk sound. Whatever. (laughs) Thanks, Wudgie. And uh, closing it out, Flora. I've got. uh, Honestly, I'm the kind of guy who enjoys hate mail, and I've got uh, just a quick little sliver of hate mail. Um, (laughs) And uh, bringing all from. (laughs) Well, uh, so everyone who's ever written an email to us knows that there's the format thing. What's your name? Unimportant. What's your email address? This is actually a fake address at I don't need, I don't need a response dot dicks. <laughs> 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 oh, I would do anything for a dot dicks email address. What's your name? Dave Dot at that dicks, <laughs> com at, at, uh, uh Dave dot dicks. So, uh, <laughs> So this the 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 uh, the unknown writer the dot writer writes episode one oh eight Mithra see Michael Rude's work on the subject and revise your holish behavior signed Canada. So all of Canada now I looked up Michael Rude and uh, Michael Rude is a uh, a Christian scholar uh, and so I'm glad that the guy from dot dicks who thinks we're uh wants us to make sure we're living a more biblical life it would seem (laughs) so well well done uh way to proclaim and uh share the loving gospel of the lord our god i appreciate that i will say this uh so michael rude his name is r-o-o-d uh and this is a man who does enjoy some puns um his website is called a rude awakening because he's trying to which i really enjoy and also he has a uh uh, a video or is it a show called uh, uh Shabbat night live for the Shabbat, <laughs> which is Shabbat great. So uh, you didn't mean to, but I think Michael Rue is kind of onto something there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks Canada. God damn it.
1: <laughs> I call shenanigans. Canada no, would not no. do that no. without following up with an email. Apologize,
0: yeah. Only, yeah, yeah. There's no way this is actually from Canada. This is just more misdirection. And I'll tell you what, Flora, Uh I don't think that email address is real either. Are you sure? I mean, we could respond and tell them how sorry we are. And Flora, I write emails to at dicks all the time, and I have yet to get a single response. That's great. Doesn't mean it's not real. I don't need a response. Dot dicks. That's great i that's the kind of hate mail that, that gets my blood pumping love it. wonder wonder what we how we did tollish behavior in the Mithra episode oh because we, we this was this is a this isn't agree this is a guy with a theological axe to grind with us that's fine sure sure yeah. that's a, that's all good so there you go then's your listener mail thank you guys so much uh as always uh thank you so much for listening we guys come on man you guys are the real heroes. Thanks, Canada. (laughs) Um, So uh, don't forget, like us on Facebook. We just crossed the 19th Hildo. We are coming up on the second Fildo. Two Fildos.
1: In in one year.
0: That's a Fildo in each hand. That's insane.
1: What do we do? Like, get us to the third one to see what happens. Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Also. Where will that Fildo go? We are. (laughs) I, I, I checked it today. We are, as I last looked, seven. Uh. Five star reviews away from our our five our hundredth review? Is it
1: five That is legit five Hildos, yes, on, on iTunes. Please yeah. uh make a push. If you if you haven't yet, now's a great time to do it. Give us yeah. a five star review. Even if you even if you have to type yeah <laughs> or like go. Go,
0: the thing. Uh like just dot yeah, dicks.
1: Just <laughs> go on dot dicks
0: then uh i'll accept then, that then go in there and do it help uh, so us get yeah. to that five so Hildo thank mark. you so much for that that makes a huge world of difference for us especially with how these uh these internets are ranked and whatnot again i can't say enough thank you guys so much for making us chicago's best podcast that's absolutely amazing uh oh, don't yeah. forget like we said before visit us uh at uh, patreon.com slash blurry photos get signed up uh for whatever level you want just i'm just saying jack slap level you're going to get us live uh, uh, campfire, campfire Ghost Stories, boozy shenanigans. Yep. God only knows what's going to happen there. And not to mention the upcoming uh, Dave Cathalon as well. Uh, so tons of fun stuff coming up there. Also, audibletrial.com slash blurryphotos. Get yourself a free audio book. Get us a monetary high five. Everybody wins. Uh, don't forget to uh, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter as well.
1: Please please make a push for that. We're almost actually to uh, one fieldo
0: on that. Oh, sh we're coming up on a lot of cusps and we are also rapidly approaching the 200th episode of blurry photos. Everybody. Yeah. Our bison, both more gray hairs. Yeah. Cause we've got, <laughs> man, we get some, we get some good fun plans coming up here. So, uh, we're going to get that taken care of as well. Don't forget the elegant ladies of candy chat who just recently, uh, released their extraordinarily, their very cherry episode. I know I've said that before, but we'll say it again. <laughs> um, Follow them at Candy Chatters on Twitter. Also, uh, like them on Facebook. And uh, you guys are absolutely magnificent. Uh, don't forget, we have uh, relocated our intro to our outro. We went uh, out through the indoor uh, or I don't know.
1: Up the down staircase. Yep, we did all those things. Special thanks to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative, as always. Yes. Uh, where you can find a ton of wonderful shows like Our Fair City.
0: Oh yes, which is a
1: subversive post-apocalyptic science fiction audio
0: epic for the internet, and that's got Mark Soloff's grubby fingerprints all over it, all over it. You can see it from space. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, if you're a very sharp-eared listener, you'll hear me. I I, I did a, I did a voice part on that for one episode. I was killed.
1: <laughs> nice. You're the Sean Bean of it so far. That's right. That's right. Um, Also, big thanks to the Dark Myths Collective. You can find more
0: great podcasts at darkmyths.org. By all means, please do check them out. And uh, uh, pretty soon, don't forget to check out the Monsters Among Us podcast. Uh, You're going to be hearing a little bit more uh, from our good buddy Derek there in the uh, near future.
1: Yeah, and uh, and if you go, uh, I think this week, uh, listen to his season finale, you might hear a familiar voice
0: whose voice mine oh it's you it's mine
1: <laughs> i i did a uh i did a segment on there with him um we we listened to a story of of that a listener wrote in and uh and talked about it and i brought some uh crossroads folklore to talk about so it's a lot of fun derek's a great guy awesome and we'll hear, hear more from him in the upcoming bullstone
0: hell yes we will Hell yeah we will All right then. So.
1: Think that'll do it for this episode of Blurry Photos. I have been David, the Moon-eyed Adult of the spurless Evening,
0: Flora. <laughs> nice. And I've been Ken nor Dave. Ding 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 ding.
1: What? A podcast.
0: He's run out of time Only thing for two guys done on the line Bye
1: Coming this summer, the Indigo Boys are back. Tanner, Gunner, Taylor, and Tyler are at it again with the hottest album of the
0: millennium, New Girl Order. I have been diagnosed as ADHD, autistic, bipolar, depressed and or obsessive, compulsive, etc., baby. And may also have been prescribed medication for this
1: The future of music is here But don't take my word for it
0: Hey, this is Tyler from the Indigo Boys I can't wait to rock your chakras Yo, this is Tanner Don't let these authority
1: figures tell you what to do, girl Buy our album Or don't The answer's within you, girl
0: Electronics often break or go dead around me Especially if I'm stressed out or angry, baby They've
1: gone from star boys to men And they're here to guide you to a new age of pop
0: The Indigo Boys Often I know things about people before they tell me. And I'm intolerant to gluten and or dairy.
1: The Indigo Boys new album, New Girl Order. On sale now. The answer's within you, girl.